Yes, Great Britain. It's Monday night. You're listening to Absolute Radio. This is Noel Gallagher with my mate Matt Morgan. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Noel. Hello. Producer Chris is over there. Hello, Chris. Yes, we've got Kat over there. She's keeping an eye on things. And uh, we're going to be playing some music, answering some ludicrous questions, talking a right load of rubbish for the next couple of hours. This is the Bob Seger system and a song called Rambling Gambling Man. Welcome to that, Matthew. I like it. It's good. That, that's when, it kind of reminds me of you when from? I when I hear rambling gambling man. I think of you as a rambling gambling man. I don't gamble. No, I, I ramble. You do ramble. You'd be doing quite a bit of rambling over the next couple of hours. I would have thought. Yeah. How are you anyway? I'm good. Uh, I've been up to. Well, my wife's just about to give birth. To she my is indeed. Child, we were saying so. before, his wife. Everybody listening could well go into labour. Uh, join this show, and um, if she does, we're going to try and get her on the phone, and uh, we're going to try and talk her through it on air. And I, uh, see am what I allowed to go if she does? Sorry, yeah. am I allowed to leave? No, what? No, no way. No, no, this no, is no, your no, baby. No, listen, this will be a great story to tell at those dinner parties you have <laughs> from now on. Um, so we are going to be. Uh, you're going to be asking me some questions from the... Uh, from the Twitterati. From the Twitterati, yeah. But there seems to be a bit of confusion because I don't know what this means, listening to this. Um, they, they sent out a hashtag uh, saying, Ask Noel, and apparently some, <laughs> some of them have been for Noel Edmonds, is that right? Can we get the ones that are for Noel Edmonds and I'll I'm answer them? I'm trying to find some for Noel Edmonds, but you're winning at the moment, so... Are there, are, are there any that are, like, uh, you know, like, Clearly for Noel Edmonds, like any about Mr. Blobby. There's lots about Mr. Blobby, and I was wondering you, what your you like, connection was with Mr. Blobby. I didn't have any connection with him, but I did when he, when he was on in the 90s, or in the 80s, was it the 80s or the 90s? 90s. In the 90s. Oh, I was obsessed with him, because he just kind of turned up and trash everything like a drunk, <laughs> a drunk pink master. You know, I thought it was anarchy, I thought it was the future. What did you make of him? I thought it was rubbish. Why? Uh, I just liked his... Blobby, blobby, blobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh now. Like, you love Do you it. not like it? I know. I'm well, going to... Do you know what? I'm I gonna... thought he was tongue-in-cheek men to be rubbish, wasn't it? It wasn't men to be like, here's the future. No, but I like this the fact the that you just destroy everything. Punk. I'm going to get a load of DVDs and I'm going to play them to my, my children and love that. Mr. Blobby, don't you think? Yeah, but what happened to him? It's like he was disgraced for something. Or he I don't know. Was it, was it Noel Edmonds in a suit? Did we... Did we no, were they ever seen together in the same place? They interacted. Did they? Yeah, Blobby turned up and that crinkly bottom. Do you remember Did that? Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I call your country pile. <laughs> oh, well, I call it checkers. <laughs> or should I say Scully calls it checkers. Um, so we're going to play a tune now by David Bowie. <clears throat> what did you make of the uh, the king, the passing of the king? Um, it was a shock because he seemed... Well, the last picture I saw of him, he looks vibrant and young. He did, he did, he did, like, he did a photo shoot, like, two days before he died, yeah, and he looked yeah. great. And then I thought, um, he, isn't he the sort of person who wouldn't have, who would have maybe announced his death a few days before to watch it all? Because he was, he always thought outside the box, didn't he? Oh, so you're thinking he's kind of, he's kind of stage managed it and said, dude, they love me after all. Well, didn't all, he, like, then? that last album, there was loads of stuff about dying and stuff, obviously, but... Yeah, well, he must have, I mean, the, 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 uh, it, the insinuation is is that he he recorded it as a dying man, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Which... If you found out you were dying, would you bother to would, like? Would you go? Oh, I've got to do some music, or would you just go? On it dep- I don't know. It depends how I felt, really. I don't want. To th- I want. I mean, I'm not that driven at the best of times. I wouldn't have thought if I was on the way out. <laughs> what I'd probably be trying to do is spend as much money as possible, <laughs> yeah. and uh, settle a few scores. 
You know what I'm talking about. Uh-oh. Yeah, settle a few scores, eh? And, um, I don't know what I'd do. I'm not sure I'd be that bothered about going in the studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, I'm glad he did, because that record, that is pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't get into anything. I'm not a massive Bowie fan. I know you are. I like all the obvious classic stuff. Well, what I'm going to play you a tune now that's, uh, is not one of his obvious tunes. It's called In the Heat of the Morning, and it's from the BBC sessions, uh... A Bowie at the Beeb. It's a, it's the far superior stereo mix, and it was played to me first by Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. Wow. I'm sorry to name drop, but that's what I'm here for. God damn it! Um, and this is in the heat of the morning by the late great David Bowie. Oh. Yeah, I like the organ. Hey, I like the organ at the end. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. You don't really, you don't really associate Bowie with a bit of um, '60s beat hipster music, do you? Yeah. You don't, anyway, because what you're not a massive that from, fan. Though? That would be late '60s, I would have thought. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It might even was he even called David Bowie then? Maybe, maybe not. I don't well, know. It's one of my favourite ever David Bowie songs. The though. school he went to was at the end of my road. Oh, wait, what was it called? Um, I can't remember. It's called Ravensbourne School now, but I think it's called. It was called something else. Right, tell me why you're not a huge fan. You must like some period of him, though. I just, um, I like, obviously, you know, like... Ch like, the best of David Bowie. Yeah, the best of David well, Bowie, which is then. what I've got, Well, you're right? a fan, then. And I like Queen Bitch and that album, The Man Who Sold the World, with that song that Nirvana covered, which is the first time I heard it. Isn't that mm -hmm. shameful to admit? Um, no, I do like it. It's good. Well, if, you've got, if you like the best of David Bowie, you're a fan. No, don't I'm be trying to be cool saying you don't like him when you well, do. You do. I thought you like you, you like all of it, though, don't you? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. There's there's bits of it that's just way above what? above my hello, head. space boy. Uh, hello, space boy. Was not one of his <laughs> finest moments. Oh, hello, or Earthling. No, I actually met him during that period, though. I oh, did. You? I went to see him at, um, at Wembley Arena, and he was being supported by Morrissey. Wow. Uh, and uh, somebody came <laughs> came up to me and said, "Would you like to come and meet David?" And I was like, yeah, of course. And I do regret, I, there's, a, there's a picture of it, of me and him, and I've obviously said something funny to him, because he's in hysterics, and I have no idea what I've said to him. And had that picture not existed, I don't think I'd have any recollection of ever meeting him, because I, I can't really, really remember, I remember it. it. Apart from, I, I remember being taken into his dressing room, and it's like, I was too young and too wasted for it to dawn on me that yeah. I was meeting one of the greats. Did you get into him later in life, so you weren't No, like... no, 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 I was into him, like, right early on. I used to have this cassette that, uh, when we were driving around Manchester on the Dole, and it was two songs of David Bowie, followed by two songs of T-Rex, followed by two songs of Slade on a C-90 cassette. Right, yeah. C-90 cassettes, kids. Who did that? Who put two and then two and then two? I did! That's because weird. I was a visionary, even then. <laughs> and, uh, that's, I often credit that cassette, uh, as the sound of definitely maybe. Well, T-Rex, definitely. What was that? Yeah. Um, I don't know what you mean by cigarettes that. Cigarettes and alcohol. Oh, sorry. I, mean, that, I came up with that, that riff. Court case finished. What? <laughs> I came up with that riff myself. <laughs> it was only much further down the line that I thought, hang on a minute, that sounds a bit familiar. Hmm. Mm. It's actually, that's a standard though, isn't it? Isn't it a rock standard? Uh, well, he's, it's not he's really. Mark, Mark Boland has nicked it from somewhere else. Bob, yes. blind, blind dog, one-legged Willie Jackson, howling. Yeah, no, it is. It's yeah, howling Will. Blues riff, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want to have a Twitter question? Go on then. What's the strange... No, that's... Hang on a minute. That's the strangest right. position Who's the craziest ever... person you've ever met and why? The craziest? Yeah. <laughs> the, I... I suppose that means famous people, not just homeless people. Oh, does that mean, hey man, who's the craziest guy you ever met? Yeah, like, the cra <laughs> like, the craziest person... 
I mean, there's many. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm. I hang around crazy people. What about when you, when you were telling me about Lars Ulrich, which is mad, the drummer from Metallica? Well, Lars is great. He's, he's a, a he's massive a, Oasis fan. He's a huge Oasis fan, like, and he's a friend nerdy of mine. Fan. Yeah. The first autograph I ever signed in America on American soil was for Lars. I didn't even know it was him, and he kind of, he said, can you make it to Lars Ulrich? And I went, and I, was, <laughs> I wasn't looking at him, and I was kind of kneeling down outside the gig, and I said, well, the drummer from Metallica. And he went, yeah. And, I looked, and there he was, and just like... God. But what, so he... Didn't he, he followed Oasis round... and found uh, you in yeah, Manchester, yeah, yeah. didn't he, or something? I, I love Lars. It's... I, I... I... I speak to him irregularly quite often. He asked me to perform at his wedding. I declined that. That's yeah. a bit weird. But, um... He's a good lad, Lars. You'd like it. You're into Metallica. You're yeah, into I'm metal, Metallica. Right? Early Metallica, not the later stuff. What do you make of some kind of monster? Well, the film or the yeah. album. Well, no, I think the album's clearly... The album's rubbish, but um, the film's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that stuff, there's a really funny bit in that, um, in the extras. Oh, where, where, they, uh, where, they, where, the, where the rappers come in, and <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? No, I can't remember that bit. When they're doing, uh, they're getting some guys to rap over something, and they were, uh, Lars is trying to get them to use some line about them being... Uh, I do not remember that. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just making it up, uh, about being a loser, some kind of thing, and the guy's just eating a big bag of Cheetos going, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, there's this bit where they, um, they watch it, it's like the band watching it, and La and they're sort of, they don't understand how films are made, because they're having the conversation in the studio, and it's cut with footage of Lars jogging, and he goes, <laughs> hey man, I, I wasn't jogging that day, I wasn't jogging when you were having that meeting. <laughs> What's going on, man? He, didn't under, he, didn't he keeps going on about it, and they go, "Yeah, man, I, I, maybe you were, maybe you forgot." No, 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 I wasn't jogging that day. He was like, "Well, yeah, cut it together. He's made a film out of it. It's really weird." <laughs> like, lack of it's a brilliant film, though. It's a brilliant film. Yeah, the shrink. What, uh, so, who's the craziest person you've met? Because you were living in LA with our good friend. Russell Brand for a while. Who's the craziest person you've ever met? Courtney Love's got a Courtney Love is probably, yeah, of that era, of that period. Matt just told us a story off air about him going for Sunday roast with Courtney Love, which wasn't a Sunday roast, but she'd smeared gravy on her forehead <laughs> and she had it there for, <laughs> Not a, for, half, a, for half an hour. Before, no, we went, we before went anybody told her. Oh, them. she's never going to listen to this, is she? No, she's actually out of mind. What she, she invited, I don't know why, I sort of got to know her a bit. She used to send, did you ever, no, you never knew her, did you? No, I, send, her, like, her daughter, Frances. Bean. Bean came to my last gig in LA, yeah. which uh, was was quite the thing. Yeah, because at that time, she Frances Bean was like this, I don't know how old she was, she's maybe 17 or something, she was really together, it was a bit like absolutely fabulous. She was like, oh mom, like that, and Courtney Love was bonkers. When we turned up, I was going to Katie, my wife, look at her arms, she's got track marks on her arms. <laughs> but it wasn't, it was oil paint, she'd been painting, she had all these like blobs of stuff on her arms. And then she was just, she was like, she's really intelligent and really funny and cool and stuff. How did she get on with Brand? Because that, that's that got to be, I, I mean, I wouldn't have minded seeing well, that. Well, she likes comedy. She likes, she well, likes exactly. like well, Noel Fielding and she likes Why is she hanging out with Russell then? <laughs> 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 have you seen him recently? I spent the I, day with him recently. I haven't seen him, but I've been in conversations with him. He's retired from fame for a while. He's retired from London, hasn't he? He's having a wilderness year. I went, you know what, he took me to, he, we went to see football match a couple of weeks ago, and... West Ham Because he's always had a driver City. since we've known him. Yeah. Like some brow-beaten chauffeur that's seen yeah. more than the chauffeur should have. Oh, he turns up at my house, yeah. and uh, he said, I said, right, come on, let's get off, and we go outside, and I was like, where's your driver then? Oh, he's and not he, driving, And he, he said, well, I'm driving. Wow. He drove us 
from my house in Maida Vale to West Ham, right, which is, you mean, it's like yeah, I, the other side of the river. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was because you, you never, ca- I never get him in a car for more than five well, minutes. He was and driving. He, he was driving. And he in wasn't, LA, he was a menace to everyone. Totally. He ran over homeless people, didn't no, he? No, I know. I was in a car with him. I was in a Range Rover with him one night, and a big there was a big flashing light behind him. It was an ambulance trying to on a fire engine, obviously on the way to a fire, trying to overtake us. And he wouldn't let this thing pass. Yeah, it's the and when they were blowing the horn, he was looking in the mirror and going, "Who is it? Who is this?" And I was like, <laughs> "It's a massive fire engine. Can't you see that?" And then I always find oh, it weird that, that underneath the. Uh, you'll find this weird. You'll find this weird cat. That under what are the things that come down the sun visors. He had yeah. wet wipes. Now, that's serial killer shit, that, isn't Well, it, it depends what the he was wet wipes. for. I mean, if, you've se- if you ever see, what's it, making a murderer, you'll understand what the wet wipes right, right. thing is, but there's like, who has wet wipes in the car? What are you doing in there? Yeah, he has some funny demands. I think he just does that to test that the people working for him are... What's he doing? Tommy's writing another book. Oh, really? Well, all I know is that he's... Oh, well, I, um, said, I, said, I said to him, what is it, what's it going to be called this time? Now, yeah, about that revolution that never yeah. took place. And he said to Jeremy Paxman, remember that night? Oh, it will happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it will happen. Will it? Yes, it will. Mark my words, he said. Well, all I know is he's retired to a little country cottage and he sends me pictures of swans. He's playing Xbox, are you? Yeah, playing Xbox, he said. Russell Brand is playing revolu- revolutionary Russell. He's now playing, playing PS4 and playing, playing FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> should we play another tune? That's yeah, why we we're should here. probably. Should we never actually explain why Courtney have a gravy on her head? Well, we're gone then. She'd, because she, she, she can't, because she can't she use a knife and fork. Yeah, basically, it wasn't that she put it on there and gone, "Hey, this is an English roast dinner." Put it all over my head. She was doing her best to. Why? Did, why? Why were you having lunch with her anyway? She invited us there, oh, okay. and we turned so up. Her house, of, what's her house like? It was like in Malibu, and it was nice. It was on the water, and um, but what I was turned it like up a blow up house on the no, water. It was, it was <laughs> 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 like a lilo with a with a roast dinner in the middle of it. <laughs> hey, Russell, <laughs> that would have been less insane. No, it was like it was just a small sort of next door was Pamela Anderson. They were sort of like little what? beach house. I don't know. I was drunk. Pamela but we Anderson turned up with loads of booze, and all her band and her were clean. Right, and so that was bad that we did that. And then we had this thing, she's like, this is a traditional roast dinner. And it wasn't, it was weird. What, 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 what did the roast dinner You know, like when you have a really of? posh roast dinner and it's sort of not what you expect from a roast dinner. It's a bit like that, it's like a little, little portions of everything and gravy. Like a chicken's toe and a pea. That sort of thing. a chip. Yeah, and then oh, you, okay. and you smear the gravy all over your forehead and pass out. Yeah, see there's nothing, was it in, did this take place in Los Angeles? It did, Where yeah, nothing Malibu, is traditional yeah. in Los Angeles. No, exactly. At all. No, but she's, uh, uh, you know, she's really nice. I had a night with her once where we talked about Kurt Cobain because I was a massive, or I am a massive Nirvana fan. That's right, you are, right? And um, my verdict is she didn't kill him. That's <laughs> 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 wrong. Play Nirvana. Oh, no, you say, have you seen the documentary, though? Kurt and Courtney, what the No, thing? no, uh, the one, what's it called? The one, oh, the one that's no, out. I think it's too sad. I can't bother to watch that now. There's some, there's some dark bits in it. Yeah, no, it's, it's like... Oh, have you watched it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now, with Nirvana, did you ever like them? Yeah. I definitely, I love, yeah, I love those first two records. Great. Oh, good. Because yeah. I thought you didn't. I thought that's There's one regret you... of mine. When they played Manchester at the height of, uh, Nevermind, I, uh, I declined the chance to go and see them at their kind of at their peak and I decline that uh, Chris is doing that thing where it means we have to play another tune yeah. uh, 
Do you, you like Motorhead, don't you? I love Motorhead. Do you like, what, what did you make of Lemmy's passing? Um, well, I, you know, I mean, didn't he have a bum bag full of speed and he was just always taking <laughs> speed? <laughs> I did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> did he? Yeah, I met him once at the so rainbow. Lemmy had a bum bag I full of, I mean, I, can I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that there was something or containing like a, a load of speed. Where's my bum bag? <laughs> was uh, it? He had a little bum bag. And someone told me Should that's full of speed. Should his little war open and just sort of come out of it? <laughs> well, he was meant to come on the radio show, me and Russell, and then that's we... That's right, what happened? What happened? No, we shouldn't have said this, but we said... <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that shouldn't have been said on that radio know, show, yeah, which is yeah. why we're not there now. But anyway, carry on. But we weren't there that day. <laughs> um, no, he had, we said a joke about his waltz on his face or something, and then I think someone from his team heard it, and then he wasn't coming on our show anymore, which is a shame, because I love him. I'd love yeah. him. Well, this is... Um, this is the tune Motorhead. This is when we had a, when he had a bum bag full of acid. This is when he had a bum bag full of acid. This is the tune Motorhead by Hawkwind. Okay, so that was Motorhead. No, it wasn't. But oh yes, it was. <laughs> it was Motorhead by Hawkwind. Don't butt in. My <laughs> missus does that all the time. She always butts in. I jumps down your throat and then you're just talking about something completely different. You're listening to Absolute Radio. It's Monday night. I cannot believe that nearly half an hour of this nonsense has gone around already. We've only played three songs. Uh, we have to go to an advert break where people are going to try and sell you insurance, tools, washing up liquid, washing up liquid tablets, maybe some life insurance. What do you, what do you fancy selling? Uh, toilet paper. Toilet paper, cat. Biscuits. Biscuits for cat. Deodorant for cat, Chris? Yeah, chocolate be nice. Chocolate. They're going to sell you chocolate. Buy them because it keeps everybody in Absolute Radio in a job. This is Absolute Radio. Oh, yeah. Where real music matters. There. That was some adverts. <laughs> I hope you got what you wanted <laughs> there. They do sell some funky stuff. Um... So this is Absolute Radio, it's Monday night, it's around about 25 to... You're obsessed with the time. Time is important, No Sonny one Jim. is relying on us to tell Did you see the, the thing on the news, the ripples in space of the two black holes yeah, colliding? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? There's white gravity waves. Yeah, do you think they make that kind of stuff up there? Because, I mean, I, you know, I, there's ri I mean, I didn't see a cup falling off a table this afternoon. I mean, surely if two black holes have collided somewhere in space, you're going to feel it, aren't you? No, nothing's changed. They've just, oh. they've just identified the... That that is true. That Einstein. How, how do they? They showed a, a graphic of it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, are they not? What? See when they talk about the Big Bang, which yeah, yeah, and all the and and the expansion of the universe. Mm. You see, the thinking, whole what? thing. I, I, like, I mean, it happened so. What? The Large Hadron so... Collider. Do you know about that? The what? The Large Hadron Collider. Where they? That's where our, our, our Liam was involved in that for a bit. He had two. What? He had two different kinds of desert boots in there, and he was smashing them together to see if he could uh, come up with the perfect <laughs> desert boot. Did not know that. I didn't know that. I think but... he did it as well. I think they're very competitively priced at thirty-five ninety-nine. And the pretty green shop. Don't quote me on that, by the way. Um, so yeah, this Absolute Radio. <clears throat> right, we're doing this thing. Because they asked us. My mate Matt Morgan is over there. That's the that's the other voice that you hear. Chris is their producer. He's keeping it all on track. Matt is now going to play us. Uh, the biscuits have arrived. Do you want a question from Twitter first? What's your favourite biscuit? My favourite biscuit. That's my question to I'm you. I'm gluten-free, so I'll have to I go I read a thing in the into... paper the day that gluten-free is nonsense. It well, doesn't make you feel any better or... Yeah, for most people, but I'm allergic to gluten. I've been to restaurants with him, Chris, right? 
And he's asked for, and he's, he's actually, he's asked for a gluten-free menu. Yeah, not the paper. How rude is that? There's that a menu. Rude? They always bring one. <laughs> it's a special, it's a special Take need. Take the waitresses, don't bring him one, let him eat. What would you say to someone in a wheelchair if they ask for a ramp? So yeah. he's asked for a ramp. How rude. <laughs> it's, it's I'd say, I'll just that. go and get the ramp. <laughs> be, back in a, be back in a minute, Mr. Brand. No, it's, um, <laughs> look, it's an affliction. Well, no, it's not. It wasn't an affliction in the 70s. What, yeah, glue? It was. Loads, loads of people didn't know. What's the affliction? You're allergic to the yeah. gluten, which is, you're not really meant to eat wheat. You know that the wheat we eat now, right? Isn't the same wheat that our grandparents ate. It's the, the, oh, that well, it'd f- be gone off, wouldn't it? If it wasn't, I mean, surely it'd be past its sell by date, wouldn't it? Look, let's not get into this anyway. There's a question from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> can you see? <laughs> can you see House Party ever making a return to our screens? No, this was definitely <laughs> this was definitely meant. But Noel Edmonds, or, or unless of course he's referring to uh, the uh, the little shitting things we used to have at Supernova Heights. Um, Noel's House Party has been replaced by. The Saturday Night Takeaway, I do believe, that's its natural mm. uh, successor. Successor, in fact. Uh, but do they They don't have a Mr. Blobby character, though, do they? No. No. But I can't see Noel's house party ever. What is Noel Edmonds up to, anyway? Isn't he, like a, like, a bit weird and stuff? He's got some weird sort of not David Icke, not full Icke. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's he got like some a, beliefs. Not like, um, if you ask like the universe or something, it will give it to you and stuff. He sleeps in some kind of electric chamber to keep him young or something. Yeah, well, I do that, well, clearly. I mean, he looks see, bloody you gorgeous. Can, you can see we, we all sleep in electric chambers. Like, does he really? <laughs> yeah, he does. He's, yeah, no, he's... he's yeah. Didn't he have... Didn't he wasn't there a bit where he, he was doing a TV show and he had subliminal messages written on his, the back of his hand and stuff like that? I mean, that was in your 90s drug days. Did you ever watch Deal or No Deal? Yeah. Did you? What was it about? i never seen one of it. I just didn't know it was a bit of a thing, wasn't it? It's, um, it's really confusing until you understand what's going on. It just seems like this weird cult where everyone's opening boxes and going, come on, yeah, oh no. <laughs> Even though it says a hundred grand, you think, what? What do you mean? What do you understand win? it. But what, 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 how, is there a catchphrase like, and there we are, deal or no deal, next week. No? Yeah, well, there's the dealer that he, he phones the dealer, he talks to him on the It's actually quite entertaining. But what's weird is all the people on the show have, like, stayed in a hotel together. So they have this weird, like, they all love each other and they'll they cuddle each other when they lose. It's like the 70s already, I like it. Yeah. Is it still on? No? Uh, I think so. Is it on? No, well, I don't mean on gold. No, it's on telly, it's Channel 4. Really? Yeah. Is it as good as a million pound drop? Well, it's, uh, I don't think that's survived, so I think it's... Oh, that's, that's still on, though, isn't it? Million Pound Drop. Nah, is it? Is it not? I don't know. I this don't is know. Radio Gold, isn't it? Radio Gold, is that on? What's that? With me, Brutus Gold. Um, you're gonna play, you're gonna play as one of your picks. Yes, this is one of no, my Matthew. picks, right? So, this is Nirvana, and they don't sound like they usually sound, and this is an old Lead Belly cover. A cover of an old label. So, what do they sound like on this one? Do they sound we'll have a what, traditional reggae. What is it? This is, uh, it's more sort of umpar. Rock and roll. German rock and roll. You like it? I say. I like a bit of rock. I like a bit of roll. <laughs> ain't it a shame? This is Nirvana and Ain't It a Shame. <laughs> That's live, clearly. That's live. It's not live. No? Studio, They've yeah, done that in the studio? Like, yeah, it's like a rarity. Did you ever <laughs> scream on a track? I can't imagine you screaming. I've screamed on one track. Have you? Uh, yeah, on a track called Fading Out on the... Uh, or Scream Scream. Yes, yeah, Scream Scream. Me yeah, and Liam yeah. did it. 
<laughs> scream. And uh, we had to take a week off afterwards. <laughs> it was awful. If you hear it on the record, it's put through a harmonizer and it sounds... A scream, literally a scream. Yeah, but it's... Uh, we like, got it... Ah! <laughs> Not that's like someone stood on your toe, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was more of a... Primal it hell. wasn't very good. I'm, 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 I'm closing my eyes now and thinking of it, and I'm thinking it's not very good. Was it but, used? Um, it's on the album. Oh, Be right. here now. Still available. A nine million selling flop. Um, <laughs> at the time, it was considered a flop. It sold nine million copies. Bloody hell. Nine million. A flop. Unbelievable. What do they sell nowadays? <laughs> About nine hundred thousand. If I'm extremely lucky. Isn't it? Isn't it true that like if Oasis got big now? you probably wouldn't be rich. I shudder to think. Because that's that the whole... True. The, the rock industry, the music industry... Yeah. There's, like, there's the people at the top who make loads more money than they ever did. But, like, for a rock band... Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even get insured to go on tour, would you? If, probably not. Let's not talk about that, because that's, that's... That's... Leave the thought of that is quite sad. It is sad. It is sad. That's one that talks think, about Yeah, it. no, we don't do that. But, um, going back to Nirvana... The, have you noticed on those, this is pertinent to the Noel Edmonds thing, because he's on lottery adverts. When I first heard that, and it's like, you know, don't let Noel win, I was doing the dishes at home and I heard it from another room, I was thinking, hold on a minute, what have I done? Don't let then, Noel in, was that the... Noel win, doesn't it? When they say, there, someone's oh, got to yeah, win, that. don't, don't oh, let right. it be Noel don't or something. Don't let it be Noel. Hang on a minute, it's that our kid doing the advert there. <laughs> and, uh, but have you seen the one with Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen on it, who's now slowly morphed into Dave, Dave Grohl? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. They, like, more than just, oh, he looks a bit like they, they've sort of done the same thing with their hair. They must be talking. It, it's quite uncanny. <laughs> they both look identical to each other. Which isn't good for Dave Grohl, but it's good for What does it make of Dave Grohl going on tour in a wheelchair? I don't like Foo Fighters. I don't, that, that uh, no, no, mm, uh, I mean, no, I think he's, I've met him a couple of times. Oh, he's we a lovely guy. Yeah, 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 he's a lovely guy, yeah. He's really nice. He's um, I just never really got Foo Fighters, but he's like, I don't know, he's an amazing drummer. Okay, I'll ask you again. What did you make of him going on tour in a wheelchair? I thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I tipped him off into the crowd. I was just taking it too far, wasn't it? It's like, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's a, a bit like, a bit. Come hey on. guys, rock and roll first, you know? Yeah. So, um, so where were we? Where are we? We're in Absolute Radio. It's Monday night. Do you want some of these questions from Twitter? Right, do you want to in question. include people a bit? Let's try question. and do these fast. This is going to be one word answers, right? Or two word answers. Okay. What's the best flavour of Monster Munch? <sighs> nah, I can't do this in one word because I tell you what, they're all great. Pickled onion is... But the beef ones are amazing. Flaming hot though, <laughs> with a hangover and a can of Coke... <laughs> and a, you know, a line of sulpidine, max strength. Not to be taken three days in a row, does become addictive. So they said behind the counter in the boots. Um, I'm going to go for the beef ones because they were the original, but pickled onion are great. I pickled bought Johnny Depp one, six boxes of pickled onion monster once and he's got them in his house. Really? To this okay. day. That's sort of one word. What's the strangest thing a fan has ever done to you? I mean, should we avoid sex <laughs> stuff? <laughs> ever done to me? done to you i don't think i've ever had things done to me by oh, a fan they've bought me weird stuff and said weird things but they've never like inserted. did you ever do the whole groupie thing uh i fiddled with the groupie back in the days yeah by, by, <laughs> back in the, the early 90s one of them there might have been more not at the same time i've never did had you? a threesome really 
You could have done. Why didn't you? Don't, I don't know. Don't like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> the minibar don't go that far, though, does it? The hotels we were staying in, then the minibar wasn't up. You know what I mean? A couple of miniatures and it's done. I have three birds in a room. Three birds? One's enough, isn't it? It's a lot of work. One American <clears> bird <throat> is enough. Trust me. If you could use only one word, yeah, describe the feeling of performing on stage, what would it be? Magic. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you is it ever not magic? Do you ever think, oh, God, at I've the beginning done, of a set? I've done... There's one gig, and it's quite a famous gig, because it was broadcast live to the world, and we even had to make an album out of it, because we'd have to pay for it all the fun, and it was at Wembley Stadium. Right. When... Let's say Liam was having a bit of a bad time, and uh, it was one of the worst experiences of my entire life. Really, it was awful. Really, yes, it was really. YouTube. What? You, so you were arguing with him? You were? Oh no, 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 no. You no, Liam. Liam, you don't argue with Liam. Liam argues with the ether. Right. Uh, but uh, but I just happened there were seventy seven thousand people <laughs> while it was going on, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. But most of the time, I've got to say, 99.9% .9 of the gigs I've ever done have been... I think they've been great. You've seen me plenty of times, right? Loads of times, It's quite yeah. euphoric, doesn't it? Yeah, it's quite amazing. joyous. It's quite joyous. Have you ever seen me play live, Chris? A couple of times, yeah. Where? Where at? Uh, Hammersmith, I've seen you. That was a good gig. Um, I've seen you for Absolute Radio somewhere as well. Oh, that that thing in, uh, the Riverley Ballroom. Yeah, yeah. Bandit Country. Have you been down... What, where was that? Whereabouts in London, was that? that? Not even in London, or something? Bandit Country. Crazy stuff. Down where I live. Yeah, should we play another tune? Yeah, what we got? Alan this, Vega. Yeah, he's not a not a eighties chat show host. He's a he's a guy who used to be Alan in a band Vega. called Suicide. And uh, this is a track called Jukebox Babe. You will I'll be interesting to get Matt's take on this halfway through it. There's he sings it with quite an incredible tone of voice. This is Jukebox Babe by Alan Vega. I know you've been giggling all the way through that, Matt, but that song comes into its own when you're uh, drying yourself after a, after a shower. Right, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Can, you know, yeah, you do that one where you, put, where, you put, where you put the towel underneath. <laughs> what, through your legs? Through your legs. Yeah. <laughs> do that bit, yeah. I like it. It's rock it and good. roll. It's great. It's rock and roll. But why is he dropping so many letters? <laughs> because I think he's channeling Eddie Cochran or something like that. I don't know. I yeah, like it though because it's quirky yet dangerous what, in a way. What, who? What else did he do? Was he like? Oh, I don't know nothing about. So that's him, not fifties rock and roll. That's like no, that's kind of late seventies, early eighties. I think it sounds when like the Ted's were like storming around the country beating everyone up. Teddy boys. <laughs> Remember that thing you saw? What was it? Was it you that saw that thing about those bikers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bob the Prospect. It's an old um, BBC documentary. There's a, these, there's a there's cross side bloke, isn't there? And was these uh, documentaries made on these greasers, like bikers in the, in the what do you call it, early 70s? Yeah, they were actually the Hells Angels. They were like early Hells Angels. Before they were all big, fat, hard-looking bikers, they were like scrawny. One had cross-eyed. He goes... But the voiceover, the voiceover made it, wasn't it? <laughs> this is Dave. Dave's eyes have never gone the same way since he was injured in a fight. <laughs> they got this is his dog, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> this is, the, 
James mending his motorcycle in the kitchen. And he there was his wife and his kid and, and literally a motorbike in bins, in bins on the kitchen yeah. floor. And, and uh, there's a bit where they go down to smash up the local calf. <laughs> <laughs> they end he, up on a disused boat watching Doctor Who. Drinking, drinking Tetley's bitter. Yeah. It was quite sad, but Alan Vega was probably a member of that gang. He's probably around that time. If anybody knows anything about Alan Vega, you can get in touch with us at uh, Absolute Radio, which is in London. Matthew, you have a question. I have a question here. Someone's asking, are you ever going to write your bio autobiography? Because it would be good. Well, that is... If I was writing an autobiography, I would have to write it. Hence the title, Autobiography. Yeah, but no, you could just sit and talk to a uh, I, I don't see why... I have to write one when I do radio shows like this because just tape. We've done. Oh, I don't know how many of these we've done, but we've done quite a few. Just tape them, put them all together. It's like yeah, a little audio book of story of like everything. I mean, you could. If you I was going through everything and piece together your story, but if you, there was ever going to be book, a book, I would have to write it. And the th and you the better hurry up because you just called me Martin. And so the, I reckon maybe and the thought, you better hurry I up before call you lose Martin. it completely. I didn't call you Martin. And the thought of <laughs> sitting down to write a book is quite daunting i think yeah but you don't sit down to write a book you sit down to write a page and then it just you know the next day a few more that pages. Is very very poetic where actually, have you read that it? i just said it you got another glass of wine yeah maybe it came from the was wine, it nice wine it's all right actually malbec yeah it's nice what I'm are you up. drinking tea and biscuits mr rock and yeah well, I'm, go I'm, I'm going out after this so i know oh, if i if i, I start if i start drinking now i'll start swearing um Biscuits. What? You were telling me something about biscuits. Your mum worked in a biscuit factory. Yeah, we got talking about biscuits. Broken biscuits. You started talking about broken biscuits. My, my mum used, used to work to in Mount Vitties. And they used to get cheap boxes of broken biscuits. Broken penguins, as I remember, was what I was brought up on. And uh, I used to work with a guy when I was doing community service. His name was Mike Sheldon. And uh, he, used to, <laughs> he used to refer to people, I like bacon balls. That's how he used to refer to you. <laughs> and if you were a bit dim, he'd say... Well, get him over there. He's got an head full of broken biscuits. <laughs> really? That's stuck with I was. Have you ever that. written a song called Broken Biscuits? Because it sounds like a sort of B side that you might. It do. sounds like some of the Libertines would probably attempt and throw away. Hmm. But no, I haven't. Um, do you like. I've never seen you drink red wine before. You usually drink cider. No, when, I went Matt, a whole when, cider when, stage. Matt, when Matt comes to my house for various parties and functions and stuff, <laughs> when we're ordering the booze in, There'll always be, like, Cat will always order four cans of cider. Just four. Right, and it'll be just like, <laughs> why, and the cop, my, my missus, she's achingly middle class, would be like, who's drinking cider? And it's like, is Matt coming? I'm like, Matt is coming. It's like, oh, God, cider. Will he be drinking cider? <laughs> yeah, but I haven't drunk cider for ages. I've got eight cans of cider in my fridge that have been there from, like, you, four kids' parties ago, I like, four or five years ago. Tours and there was a little bit in the fridge that had cider in it that had been, just in case I ever came, yeah, which was Magnus almost Gabriel made me cry. There was, like, four was bottles beautiful. of Magnus. That was, you were on the rider. In fact, you still are. There's still the, the four bottles of Magnus is still in there. Oh. Yeah. And can I come on your tour bus at some point? You can come to Festival Number 6 this year if you want, to Port Merriam. So that's where the prisoner was filmed that's where the prisoner was filmed did you ever watch that i that was before no, your time wasn't it no, no, 
when I used to be uh, a roadie for Inspiral Carpets, they were obsessed with it. Right. And uh, they, because the, the house where he, in the series where he used to live is in London somewhere, isn't it? In oh, right, yeah. They, but the village, is all, is it still, have they kept it as it was? Apparently so, apparently it's like going back I'm in time. I'm not a number. I'm a free man. Apparently it's like going back in time, but, um... I was obsessed with it for a while. Come down, festival number six, but I'm, I know, I, clearly I'm plugging my own festival here, which is pretty sad, but, um, when is it? Is it you your know, own you festival? Know, I think it's the first week in September. Well, it's your Something festival. Like that. It's not no. my festival, but if I'm headlining, it's pretty much my festival. Oh, okay. That's wrong of me to say that. Sorry, <laughs> you're the funny. But I will be getting the most money, is what I'm saying. I watched footage of um, Oasis at Glastonbury '94. Oh, that was yeah. yeah we played Liam's in the daytime. Voice is amazing. Yeah, we it's were actually like... we were actually pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah. Was that before, when, what, 94, was that after the first album, before that, the second? I tell you, that day was the day our second single charted, and, uh... Oh, right, so early, early. Yeah, Shaker Maker it was, and somebody had a huge, one of those big mobile phones that's like a brick, right. and shouted, It's got to number 11! <laughs> and we were all like, it's unbelievable! <laughs> no, because oh. we didn't get top of the pops for Supersonic, you see. Cause you, you, on the main, you weren't on the main stage. No, we then. were on the, what was it, I think it was called the NME stage then. And uh, we didn't get top of the pops for Supersonic, but as it was the highest new entry, we were guaranteed top of the pops, and we were like, we're going to be on top of the pops. Oh, what's happened to top of the pops? It doesn't exist anymore. No, I don't know. They I don't know. The BBC cutbacks, innit? Cutbacks, man. Do you remember that gig? Do you remember, like... That gig, man. Did you, have you ever watched that on YouTube? Like, oh, the Glastonbury yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I've, do you ever watch old gigs on YouTube? No. I bet you do. But I bet I don't. Why not? Well, I've done them. What I don't want to... No, that's... Yeah, but I, you might have been drunk No, I know. You might not I, remember There's it. a rule. As a rule, I never, ever watch or listen to live stuff. Even DVDs that I've put out that I've made people pay for, I've <laughs> never... I've, I can't sign off on them. Because if I listen to it, I won't like it. I'll just think it's awful, the sound's awful, so I get someone else who I trust. Uh, like, Gem used to always okay, that kind of stuff, and now in... What do you in, mean, you'll think, like, the general sort of mix of it? Yeah, like, I think it's not good enough, I'm hypercritical. What, so they'll just be mired in... Yeah, it's just, it'll, be, it'll, it'll, it'll never come out, so if it gets filmed, then someone else has to deal with it. I've never seen it. I've ne I, I, I'm, I know I know the bit you're talking about. Yeah. I know the bit you're talking about. It's, great, it's funny playing in the daylight. We all had sunglasses on. Yeah. We? Yeah, John Peel was DJing on the side of the stage. So you remember it all? Is there stuff you don't remember, like big stuff? What kind of question is that? Is there stuff you don't but remember? But if I don't remember it, I'm not going to remember it, am I? No, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> is there you stuff, ever... is there yeah, stuff but... you don't remember? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't mean from your life. I mean, like, Oasis stuff, big stuff, where you go... Like, you see, like sometimes see a clip, like, say, you on TFI Friday, and you just think, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't... There's great... Great swathes of it, I don't remember. I guess if I'm pushed, I can kind of remember. Because I'm doing this thing for the documentary that's coming out later on in the year. And I don't What's like... that? Because well, it's the 20th anniversary of uh, Nebworth this right, year. Right, right. So I'm making a film about... Um, and you're reforming, I basically <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Somebody said to me, uh, the, the people who are doing this documentary, the people that did Amy, and they're saying, uh, we're going to do this, we met they're them saying, all. Uh, could you die? Well, it, it really... Exactly. Guy said, I says, what's the film? How are we going to do it? And he was saying, well, it's going to be this, and we're going to do that. And I said, what do you think? And he's saying, it's, it's a bloody marvellous story. He said, but what we really need to make this film <laughs> successful is if one of you die. <laughs> <laughs> it really worked with Amy. And, yeah. he can't, and he's like looking at me, and then I was going, well, it ain't going to be me. Fingers crossed. You know, and he said, know. well, look, if one of you could die. 
Um, uh, but, um, and so I've done 20 hours of interviews. Jeez. And it's been great because, so you do like a round of interviews and then all the other people who are there have done their rounds of interviews and a couple of weeks later they come back and a guy will say, in that bit, someone else has said that this happened and you go, oh yeah, right, I remember right, it right. now. Yes, she was in a gorilla suit and yes, we never did find that banana. That kind of thing, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I well, digress. That's a, that's a big job for them, isn't it? They have to like... We're do struggling the interview, with the... watch the interview, collate all the interviews, <laughs> come back and do another interview. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have another question? Do you have to do some adverts where people are going to sell Chief you some stuff? Off. No, 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 they're going to sell you some stuff. This is Absolute Radio. I'm Noel Gallagher. That's Matt Morgan. We are brilliant. Thank you. Absolute Radio is where real music matters. Okay. That was some adverts. Uh, this is Absolute Radio. I am Noel Gallagher. I'm here with Matt Morgan. Hello. And I think it's going pretty well, considering that, you know, we're completely unprofessional about this. I think there's been some insights, though. I like the insight into uh, a traditional LA roast dinner with Courtney Love. Yeah, that was good. I like that. What about, you know... There's been some... Uh, you've tried to educate me during the break there about these black holes that are colliding in deep space, which is... I'm not buying it from... If I'm not buying it from NASA scientists, I'm clearly not buying it from you. <laughs> yeah. As he said to me off air, but it's what Einstein predicted. Is it? Yeah, it is what he predicted. How did he, he know? In the model of the... In his model of the universe, which is a mathematical model of how things must work, he... Pre for his model to work, he said, so this must be possible that black holes collide and there's gravitational waves throughout the universe. Right? Why haven't we felt the gravitational waves? Because you are an Chris insignificant... Made, Chris there made the remark and said, yeah, but we're pretty insignificant. To which and I replied, said, well, I'm not... I, you might be. I've sold over 70 million <laughs> albums. I'm certainly not insignificant. Yeah, but you think of you your that. 70 million albums in the context of the universe. You, there's no different to me. What? I've sold no <laughs> albums. But from... Do you want to come and have a look at my house? I've seen your house. You haven't seen the new one? Uh, I've seen it from the outside. It's like, do you know what? Oh, no, it's, I haven't, actually. The old one was like the old Death Star. Yeah. This one's like the new Death Star. Well, it's covered in scaffolding. No, it can take out planets. <laughs> A uh, whim <laughs> with a gamma ray that comes out, up on the roof. <laughs> that comes, out of, my, bang, that comes out of my bathroom when I'm humming, <laughs> humming Alan Vega while I'm, while I'm drying my testicles. Gonna kill So, where are we at? What are we doing? Should we play a tune? Yes, let's play this a tune. Is, so this is a tune called 7am by a French girl called Jacqueline Taib, how you, right? How do you find new music? I, people play it to me. I, I, um, I get people to do, I, I, I spend a lot of time on iTunes. That's new, though. You that. didn't used to go on iTunes, did you? Well, not before it was invented, no. I mean, no, I used no, to go down to record well, shops and you'd see, you'd, you'd see a, you know, you'd read in magazines. Mojo was a good one when they do the, yeah. the, 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 the reissues thing, old records. But yeah, gone on the days of buying an album by its cover. You used to see a cover and think, yeah, yeah. that man's got a beard. He's got a beard. That I bought be Daft Punk album thinking it was punk. And I got it home and went, oh, this is all right. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that it was, was punk. Hang on a minute. You thought it was punk. You got it home and it was clearly disco. And you thought, oh, I'll have this a bit of that. Right. Yeah. Right, he had yeah. a bit of guitar in it. I thought, no, this is all right. What it was around was the it? time. Was it, was it, was it? It was um, bigger, faster, stronger, that one. The one that Kanye Oh, no, actually, it was probably the album with Around the World, that song. Yeah, I don't like that song. It's a bit mad, isn't it? It's a bit annoying, but the, they are good. 
Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah there was I'm that like period getting... where sort of Chemical Brothers, Prodigy, Jilted Generation, there was that sort of, it seemed like rock music was really old and rubbish. And I then, beg your pardon. No, but listen, there was a time, you did stuff with the Chemical Brothers. Uh, you were keeping your, you were hedging your bets. Only one number one single, one of the biggest ones I've ever had, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. What was it called? Um, it was called Setting Sun. Yeah. It's a brilliant number. It knocked, uh, remember that tune, Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh, yeah. It had been number one Next. for eight weeks. Yeah. And we knocked it off the top of the charts and, uh, Chris Evans refused to play it because he thought it was a bunch of noise. Really? Yeah. The I old ginger he loved ninja. You, in the 90s. Right? you were always on TFI. Who? You. I was only ever on it once. I refused to go on it. Really? Yeah, I refused to go on it. Why? Because it was on a Friday. It was live. It was going out. You were 6pm. On a Friday? What were you doing at 6pm on a Friday? Getting drunk in a pub. You could get drunk there. It was in the 90s. Sean Ryder was on it most weeks. Sean Ryder was out of his mind on heroin. He was, wasn't he? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's alleged. I think he's claimed I'm that. saying allegedly on behalf of Absolute Radio. He's clean Radio. now. He's, he's, he's what? He's pretty clean now. He's, he's looking great, shape. Sean. Do you see that thing of the Happy Mondays in the in the rainforest? No. Playing, <laughs> have you not seen the thing on the telly? No. I know we've got to go and do stuff, and ramble and all that, but I don't care. There, there was a programme, Google it, where the Happy Mondays went to this a rainforest in Papua New Guinea somewhere where the tribe had never heard Western music and the Happy Mondays <laughs> played them Step On, right? And then they played the Happy Mondays, some of their local music and Bez comes out with the greatest line where there's a documentary maker saying, you know, they're kind of setting up the gear in the, in the middle of a forest which is bananas and the yeah. government is saying to Bez, so what's your role in the group? And Bez says, Bans. well, I, my, my role is, you know, they look after the music and my role is to socialise. But <laughs> 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 if you think about it, was his role in the group. It was amazing. But anyway, this tune by Jacqueline Taib is called 7am and it's about a girl going to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. But listen to it because she checks, uh, she name checks Paul McCartney in it in... In quite a way that Matt will find it hilarious. We'll speak to you after this, Jacqueline Taib. A friend of mine called David Holmes sent me a CD with it on of a load of tunes. Oh really? Yeah, but this, oh, it's good. I, I like it. Uh, she says that is how old is she? Yeah, I like the bit where she can't oh, find a toothbrush. Yeah. Well, the red one is my father's. <laughs> the blue one is my mother's. Mine must be gone with the wind. Gone with the wind? Yeah. The wind blew a toothbrush. But how, oh, how, how old, old is she, she lives in with that? Hey? Is she a child? She's got an English exam that day. She's worrying about her toothbrush. She has. She's not going to work. But she's clearly still at university. She's gone, she's gone for an exam with bad breath, humming my generation, thinking yeah. about Paul McCartney. What's... What's not to like about that? It's wicked. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's not wicked. Which, so she's it's French, but she's baby. singing in English. There is a French version of it. Oh, really? Which I would have played, but not to cast aspersions on the absolute listeners, but I'm assuming there's not going to be a lot of French speakers. Maybe I'm in bit... uh, you can understand conversational French. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even understand your conversation, Martin. What are you, you saying? You can't understand me in English. No, but if she's speaking French, she wouldn't have un You don't speak French, do you? No, I don't speak French, no. Well, My know? wife speaks French. Does she? Yeah. What, properly, or...? I thought... No, she talks like Bonjour, mister. Of course she speaks She's it like properly. Alan Vega. You mean fluently. 
You mean no, fluently, like, don't you? like, because so, like, I thought I spoke French just from remembering it at school. And you then thought you spoke French? I walked around Paris saying <laughs> stuff from Trick and Morgan, could you textbooks. speak French? I, you know, I think I can. I think I can, sir. <laughs> I think I can take this mission. And I went over to Paris, not on a mission, just on a day, that weekend break. Apparently, I was using an offensive, like, you know, if you talk to an older person in France, you have to change. The yeah, you can't a, yeah there's it's like, a bizarre language there's, there's, like fe- there's like female and male yeah there's that and there's also like you say two for someone your own age and vous for someone who's older yeah. so I when remember, I was saying excuse me do you know where the toilet is to someone in a hotel you were saying hey fat boy get me a lager hey fat boy get me a lager I remember being taught French at school and having a moment of clarity thinking I'm never ever 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 gonna need this. Yeah. This, this is going to... There's no relevance general, to my life. Algebra? Who? Algebra? algebra? I don't still... Do you know what? I've got... How do you find with Cohen's... Uh, Cohen is Matt's uh, son. How would you find with his own work? My kid's own work is bizarre. Well, he's, it, he's only three and a half, so most... He doesn't get <laughs> All right, well, Donna, my eldest lad is eight. He's nine this year. And his own work is... He comes on with math stuff. And I'm just like... He's going, Dad, can you help me with this? And I've got laughing going... <laughs> You are kidding, what? That's not fractions. Yeah. That's a nonsense. I once lived with a teacher, right? She was, um, just when I was renting a room, she was a teacher, a primary school teacher, and I helped her mark books, right? Let me stop you there. Why? You lived with a primary school teacher. Yeah. Were you in primary school? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, right. I, I was, <laughs> I don't know how old I was, I was in my early 20s, right? Were you no, going on, were you renting she, a room, she, Was she your missus? Was she your missus? No, she wasn't, she was just what some you mean, what? woman who, look... I lived no, in a, you look. I'm asking you, you look. No, you look. I'm asking when you a question. When you were an international what? rock star, Thank some of much. us were renting rooms in Archway. Okay. Right, oh, so, so anyway. she was just a lodger. She you were no, just yeah. a roommate. Okay, yeah, right. I just had a room, and then she and so once she said, "Oh, I've got Mark all these books," and I helped her. Right, and she, I had the answers, and these were like seven-year-old kids, and it was really hard. And I started putting crosses for when they were wrong. She went, "Oh no, you can't do crosses. We have to do a dash. A cross is too aggressive, and it upsets the children." See, this is what's wrong in society. When I was a kid, there was a big cross with Jesus nailed to it, with painted blood coming out what, of his hands at the and end feet. of one of your wrong answers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they went, you killed Jesus. <laughs> one had one is not three. How did you do on your exams, Martin? Well, I don't I, I think I've I done very well. There's a, there's, a, there's a bleeding bearded man on a cross here. <laughs> oh dear. I'd hazard a guess. I've not passed. No, but can you believe that? You're not allowed to... I don't know what it's like. I don't know if that's across the board or she worked at a particularly sort of hippie school, but... Yeah, but also, no, the, the point was that some of, I'm really bad at maths, but some of the, it was that thing where you do division with a little long division, you know, that thing. No. It's difficult. I no, mean, it's, it's nonsense. It's, you don't need it. What do you need maths for in this day and age, really? Well, I mean, I know it's a, it's a weird thing to say, but it's not weird, really. It's like, what? But have I mean, you ever had to put fractions into use in daily life? You can beat no, that. No, but if we used you, inches, you would. Inches? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not in America and I'm not a carpenter. I'm How asking you a know question. That? Because life's a dream, baby. <laughs> have you ever had to put fractions into? No, I haven't. I'm not right. I'm so not it's a nonsense, it isn't it? No, it is. Yeah, they should teach people how to drive. Chris, and have you ever had to use a fraction? I can't remember. I ever had to. No, we've got Excel and calculators, haven't we? And do you know what I mean? Why? Well, I mean, it's just waste yeah, but of time. What about when it all falls apart, man, and we've got no electricity. Fractions are nonsense. Should we play another tune? Yes. So we've we got uh, right up there. Yeah, let's play. Well, some um, to all my tunes. These are all yours. Okay, we'll play. Well, I'll I know you're a professional out. musician. Go on then. Go on. No, no. We, let's have Patty Smith. All right, let's play Patty Smith. I'll tell you why I'm playing this because um, 
I went to see you two eight, say, seven or eight times, and they come onto this tune. It's called by, really? by, by, by all the time. They always have. I know. Uh, just this. Did you ever see that? So did you see the thing? I've at never the, seen them uh, live. The only, uh, the only I met Bono with you once after the. Matt said the funniest thing to me once. We were out after the was it uh, the Ivan Novellos or the Cure Awards, and we we were out all day and we got yeah. hammered. Yeah. And. Uh, <clears throat> Bono had arrived in London, so he said, come out, and he going to come out with us. And he was sat having a drink with us for ages, and Matt, and he got, he got him to go to the toilet. And Matt went, <laughs> he said, that's not Bono, that's just an Irishman in sunglasses. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's a normal dude, right, isn't he? He's very, he's, he's really brilliant. nice and cool, and like, but he just doesn't, he's got no... No. You don't, there's no sort of, no, and I don't mean he hasn't got star quality, but he hasn't got oh. anything, you don't go, oh wow, that's Bono. So I did start, I was, he was talking, I was just thinking, you're not Bono, when he'd like pull his <laughs> little beard and take his glasses that's off. That's not Bono, that's an Irishman in sunglasses. But he's pretty much unrecognisable without glasses on, isn't he? He could, he could get around without people noticing him. Well, you think? Maybe he could. He's pretty low-key anyway, I've got to How say. How did you meet him? How did I meet him? Does he, did he come I see met, him? I actually first met him at a Massive Attack gig in 1994. And, uh, I'd been, I'd been, I'd been a fan for years, though. It's an Irish thing. And, uh, they came back to my house, all of them. I was, him and Chrissy Hind came back to my little basement flat in Camden. And really? We, yeah, and we drank wine. And he made me play him the Oasis classic, Slide Away. Really? I, I don't know how many times in a row, and he sang it to me in the, I was thinking, I, I am aware of the words. <laughs> I know the words. <laughs> And uh, we've been mega friends ever since. What but anyway, did, what did you do on stage with them recently? You did... They asked me to. Um, they asked me to get up and do a song with them, and I, they said choose whichever one you want. It's like wow, how cool is that? So I chose. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and I must say I played it brilliantly. You, I know. I watched it. Ah. And you added another little dimension to it. It did indeed. Some say. Some say it's now become. The version, made it the song it the always wanted for, to be. for everyone to be, but um, <laughs> what can I say? This song is called "People Have the Power," and I'm going to dedicate this to all the Irish, um, and I'm going to also dedicate it to uh, Russell Brand because um, of the message. Uh, this is Patty Smith. People have the power. There we go, that was tune. Good song. Paddy Smith. Paddy Smith. Uh, these some adverts. Buy some stuff. It's no Gallagher night. No Gallagher. No Gallagher. On Absolute Radio. Me and Matt, we, uh, Matt sometimes sends me, because we have polar opposite listening tastes. No, there We're is not, some crossover. There's a little bit. Pink like Floyd. Nirvana, we both, we both like, like Pink Floyd. We both like Pink Floyd. Matt once, Matt once uh, sent me... <laughs> what can only be described as a link to uh, some <laughs> band who we were out on a night out and he bigged up this band so much they were called Big Elf, right? And we were bought, we were wasted, right? We were out and we were marauding around town and he was saying, no, nah, man, nah, they're, like, they're like Pink Floyd meets Led Zeppelin with the stones thrown in, man. And he was talking like a Cockney spoof, of course. Oh, yeah, and man. And he was going, yeah, man, it's like stones Listen, and Big the Elf. Beatles. They're the yeah. future of rock. Uh... I never said they were the future. Yes, lot. I you said did. They're good. Remember the track. Hear... Money <laughs> is the root of all evil. Now, Big, Big Elf. Elf have got some good songs. Rubbish, right? Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Big Elf. 
Big Elf. That's good. I don't what. I said like a film that what's his name's in, isn't he? The drummer out of Red Hot Chili Peppers. What's his name? What's that actor boy? Oasis no, has a drink in a lady's clothes uh, shop. What's the actor's name who's the spitting image of the drummer out of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Will oh, Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah. Big Elf. Is that, oh, that's Bad Elf, is it? Or Bad Santa? I don't know. Anyway. Who knows? I digress. Elf But anyway. The film. All right, okay. Hell. All right, whatever. Big Elf. You better write that autobiography very quick. Oh, listen, you're, you're not going to come out of it, well. You're going to come out of <laughs> okay. some doddering cowboy dressing be your metaphysicist. Um, Imagine how random well, we, it would be. Uh, So anyway, Matt will from time to time say <laughs> he'll send me a link to something on YouTube and say and you will use these words oh, check this out granddad <laughs> 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 and he sent me something by Frank Zappa who only a couple of days before our very good friend the righteous Scully and also texted me and said is there any good music by Frank Zappa? To which I replied, of course there isn't. It's There's nonsense. Everyone clearly knows Zappa. Frank Zappa is rubbish. He's it's not. rubbish. So He's Matt's... Not. Oh, check this out, Grandad, he says. And we're going to play... I've, I've, ref I've refused listen to listen to, to this train. Solo? Train? This tune. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're losing it. We're going to listen to this train. I've had too many ginger nuts, I'm Third sorry. left at the end of this song. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Listen to this train. Listen to this train. Oh, did, you, did you even listen to that thing? No, because I was, I was telling Zappa. If you stop butting in like my wife, <laughs> a hairy version of my wife, uh, what I was going to say was when I sat and I thought, no, we're going to listen to this on air and then we're going to discuss it afterwards. So oh, this is, what's it? it? Yeah, you introduce it. Okay, this is Frank Zappa, Nonsense. the Mothers of Invention. Good name. No <laughs> screwing his little face up. And this Isn't is it, Camarillo it, Brillo. Why, 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 why this? I listened to a load of stuff, and he he's a name that comes up, and he's a good guitarist, and I've seen good stuff from him. I listened to, you know, the equivalent of whatever it is, the greatest hits of Frank Zappa, and this stood out to me. I like this. The great... What? There's such a thing as the greatest hits of Frank Zappa? Well, what, yeah, it's probably not called that. <laughs> the best of Zappa, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's not good. It's not, I, actually, I thought it was going to be weird, because he's a bit of a jazzer, isn't he? Yeah, no, I don't like it. Yeah, that's sort of weird. Because when, when I was growing up... I don't need to be that anymore. When I was growing up, all like, an older generation would yeah. be like, oh, Zappa, man. You know, and put him up there with Pink Floyd. No chance. All I heard was just jazz nonsense. Yeah. And long like, air yeah. and tashes... And nobody no, ever. It's nobody. Di it's different. It's like there, there's a well. For a start, there's an element of comedy to his music, right? So it's not just well, right there. I'm, he's I'm not, not taking it. it totally seriously, and he's. <laughs> why are you taking it seriously then? Because I like it. It's good. And he's not taking it seriously. Why are you taking I'm it seriously? Not, he's not like he's taking he's the mickey a, out of you. I like that song. <sighs> Do you you like? Um, What's that song? How free I'm free to be an idiot. Louder, or what, like, faster. How stronger. sweet to be an idiot. What's uh, his name? Right. I just, I just, I what are you going to suggest? <laughs> well, I may have strayed into copyright territory with yeah, that song. Right. right. What's his name? Neil Innes. Neil Innes. Right. Right. But he was comedy and music at the same time. But so with the Bonzo Doodah Dog Band. Yeah. So the Urban Spaceman yeah. yeah. and the Rootles and stuff like that. So it's like the Rootles. Rootles. <laughs> <laughs> the Rootles with two O's. <laughs> the Rootles. Oh, dear. The Ruffles. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's not but that's not real music. That's comedy music, isn't it? I know. I, I comedy know music is, you know, I mean... Okay, but like, I don't, it's not okay. Spinal Tap, but it's Frank Zappa has a bit of comedy to the music. <laughs> yeah, but, but what, it's good. There's some really good songs. And that solo... You know, when people like you say, but it's Frank Zappa, like he's Neil Young or something. Well, I don't have to argue the case. There's lots of people who like him. It's not like I'm... I don't know any. Yeah. I genuinely don't know any. How many people do you know like Frank Zappa? Twelve. No, you don't. That's nonsense. What does your missus think? I bet she hates him. Your missus is She's cool. She's probably never heard him. There you go. Your missus is Actually, cool. Actually, no, she does know that song and I think she likes it. In fact, she loves it. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> well, that was, what was it called? Camarillo Brillo. Camarillo Brillo. Check what? it out. If you, if you want to listen to that without Noel talking all over it, then... Okay. Apparently, it it's out. on the best of Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah. What, what's it about? You've no idea, have you? It's, he goes around someone's house and she's a sort of witch and she's, yeah, and like they have sex. Okay, Is there anything well, better than right. that? <laughs> Having sex with a witch. We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all done Only it. Only white witches, though. Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you're, uh, you haven't stumbled onto some bizarre nonsense that's going on on the radio. This is absolute radio. This is actually national radio. This is me, Noel Gallagher, Matt Morgan. What's we're playing a song, but this is so heavy, and I just think if you wouldn't accept Zappa, you're just going to. Okay, this is Matt's, Matt's. This is another one of Matt's. I'm going to sit back here now, and I'm going to let Matt set it up. And then you listeners can think, let's, let's discuss it after. I want to hear it. I've never heard this. Right, this well, is a band who? from New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans, called I Hate God, which That's is... That's right, people. Bad I Hate God. Eyes, E-Y-I. E-Y-E, which is I Hate God. So they're not technically saying that they hate God, but it's a bad name, but it's a good band. But this is like heavy... It's like caveman speak. Ooh, I hate God. Yeah. No. Nonsense. They hate God. All right, they hate God. Yeah. But well, they don't hate him that much. David so Bowie's name like that. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is too heavy for most people. I want to hear it. They want to hear it. The people want to hear it. Okay, play it. Right. I don't. I don't think that anybody that is into that music should be allowed to have children. <laughs> <laughs> what is he saying? What is he saying? Well, clearly, he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> the riff. Though. Where have you heard this? Where, how how right. does this come into your life? Well, I, I mean, hang on, just turn it back up. We can turn it back up. You screaming? Listen to the riff. Okay. Nodding groove yeah. of like. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Oh, all yeah. oh, that's great. So you like that? The only thing you're saying you don't like is the vocals. Yes, but the, okay. Well, that there's loads Surely of that's these a huge sort of bands, part of any song like, is the vocals, right? Okay, but there's loads of bands that play this sort of music without screamy vocals. Who? Electric Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a whole. Honestly, I'm not if you'd defending. have heard, no. Oh, but what made that funny was the way he flicked his hand over and said, <laughs> "The Electric Wizard." <laughs> I mean, obviously, you've got to look at the Electric Wizard guys. <laughs> okay, who else? It's, oh my God, there's there's loads. Dead of Meadow. Have you ever heard Dead Meadow? Yeah, Dead Meadow. Right, yeah. They're, they're kind of all right. They're a bit. They're a yeah. bit more accepted. It's more psychedelic. Yeah. That's just screaming. Do you like Slipknot and all that? Carry on. Look, no. Do you? I liked their first album when I was younger. Is that right? what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> and I had a rubber face. Uh, it's uh, the, the thing is right. Um, it's like trying to explain hip hop to you. Like, if you didn't How like it, How dare you? Oh, you got, 
Can I just explain hip hop to me? No, I, I mean like, or to someone who doesn't like hip hop, if someone will just get, uh, there's no melody, it's just talking over beats, right? I'm not saying that's what your that is quite, opinion is, that's but quite it probably effective. is close to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best explanation I've ever heard. <laughs> People boast. Is that finished now? I ate God. Is that is it done? That's Southern okay. discomfort. I ate God. I mean, how have you heard it though? That's what I want to know. How's it coming? Okay, to so if you like metal, which you then do. which I do, then you know. Then you just that's like they're not they're not a particularly like hard to find band. There's a little New Orleans Hard scene, like. Crowbar, I Hate God. Um, now, Matt, see, Matt, Matt used to take me to a heavy metal bar in London called the Crowbar. Yeah. And, uh, which smelt of bleach. Or was it always because no, we used to <laughs> arrive there? At, that was because you, the only times I ever took you there was when it was closed and they'd had to clean the toilets out, which was disgusting. <laughs> it smells of sick before that, it really yeah. I've been to the crowbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why have you, hang on a minute, why Everyone's have you been, been to the crowbar? You're not like a metalhead. No, I'm not, but it's just a place to go late sometimes. Oh, I thought I was kind of been taken into some Aladdin's cave of kind of rock and roll, but obviously you're going there. Any Tom, Dick and I is allowed <laughs> uh, uh, um, Remember the there. night we went in there, my, we took Sarah. With a broken say, arm. Our, I was going to say our wife. <laughs> <laughs> we took my wife Sarah there and she'd uh, she'd fallen over drunk in the BBC car park and uh, she broke her wrist but she didn't know it right and she kept saying we were, we were playing darts in the crowbar she with a lot she played darts with a broken arm so we made her play darts with a broken arm we were upstairs in the office and uh, there ended up being a massive fight that night with Scully and no, that was another night that was another night and uh, we uh, fight there was loads of us and, she, and her wrist was swelling swelling up over the night she had a and we were all drunk and we, we were each going I always remember Matt holding this wrist and saying, I guarantee you, this is not broken. And Sarah's going, oh, but it really is. Yeah, so everyone, like, we everyone playing, said, we can you playing, wiggle your fingers? We were playing mixed doubles and darts at seven in the morning. We were going, God damn it, woman, throw the darts! Bloody hell! And she's going, oh, my wrist is hurting. And he's going, I guarantee you, this wrist is not broken. <laughs> So we get up the next day and it's swollen up and we go to the hospital around the corner from our house. We sit in the waiting room and the woman says, what seems to be wrong? I think my wrist is broken. The woman says, the doctor will see you in a minute. The minute the doctor walked in the room, I swear to God, within five seconds, he'd just gone, oh yes, it's clearly broken. It's clearly broken. <laughs> <laughs> how to me, how she went, hard is I told you it was broken. We were going, I didn't look broken. Imagine that was one of us. We'd have been taken off in an ambulance screaming. I would have. Because I've I have booper. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> yeah. You told me you once went to the doctor because you had one sweaty leg, uh, one sweaty knee. <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was a recurring. Th I swear to you God, you can't it, defend. If right, I'm I'll, forced to defend right, heavy metal, I'll never, I'll never forget. That. I'll never forget this. Right, it was in the nineties. I remember. I, of course, it I, was clearly right. It was all connected <laughs> to raging drug abuse. Right, but <laughs> I used to, I used to wake up and one, one, one leg, and it was round the knee area. It was always sweaty, and because you're like paranoid, to think. I wonder what it is. Maybe my knee's having a stroke. And I remember I going. I remember going to Harley Street and thinking, "I'm going to go and see what it is." It's not me. I it's my knee. And I remember sitting on a bed, and the doctor saying, "What seems to be the problem?" And saying, "Why well, keep getting one sweaty knee?" And he <laughs> he kind of looked at me, and he took his glasses off, and he went, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." Really said, "And when does this occur?" And I'm like, "Oh." Thinking, well, mainly at the weekend. Whenever I do a drug. <laughs> yeah. Mainly on a Sunday morning. And uh, and he got me up on the couch and he pulled me, <laughs> I whipped down my trousers 
And he and he said, and which and it was usually this right leg, and he and he looked at it for a good five minutes, and he kind of when he said, does it hurt? Here? And I was going, no. And he said, and he said, it's sweaty. You say, well, I don't seem to be any problem, any visible signs of any problem. So, you know, if it, if it, if it keeps coming on, give us a call back. And uh, I, I remember getting home and thinking, that's the maddest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Clearly, a man can't have one sweaty knee. <laughs> so he never actually said to you. Uh, Go Mr. on, Gallagher, take a sleeping tablet and don't come back. You crusted around your nostrils. I think it might be something other than your sweaty knee. You never said that, no. No, no. I, can't, I came to the conclusion, once I once I actually sat in the doctor's... How sweaty with, did it get? It used to get really sweaty, though. It did get sweaty. Like, it was one knee, it got it, sweaty, it was could mad. It, could it, if you were wearing blue jeans, light blue jeans, would no, they no, darken? No, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like comedy someone had turned a tap on. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I was having water coming out of the end of one of my jeans, right? And one of my legs. It wasn't like that. But when I'd be lying in bed thinking, these sheets are a bit damp on one side. Yeah. And, uh, but I realised, how ludicrous it all sounded as I was pulling my bottom leg of my pants down <laughs> and plonked it up on a thing and thought, I think I may have gone too I've far this the, time. I've been to the doctors. I, I, I went to the doctors far. for pains in my lower limbs, like my sort of like Hang on a minute. bottom of my legs, right? Okay. And the doctor said, uh, and this was NHS, so he, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't suffer me gladly. And he said, I'd bought like these army boots from an army surplus I store. bet you did. Yeah, no grunge days. And like, <laughs> literally there was a pile of boots and you had to pick a left one and a right one. So they'd never even been, you know, the same soldier hadn't died in them. And, and, uh, yeah, so he said, these boots are far too small for you. <laughs> you idiot. You've been curling your toes up. Uh, and once I went about my shoes another time, I had sore feet. And he, and he said, you need to cut your toenails. <laughs> You're pressing on the end of your... Sh I used to go to doctors a lot. <laughs> Wasting NHS time. Well, they could have been... You know, I think being a hypochondriac actually is a first line of defence. Because okay. you read about these people who, you know, they just went, so you, oh, so I was you, bleeding out of my eyes, but I sort of thought, you know... You think the old cancer's not going not gonna to creep up on me, old bean? No, I think it's every day. I, think I took... I was out with my eldest... Terrified once in the park and he fell off he fell off a wall i was chasing his brother and uh <laughs> he landed on his he landed on his elbow talking about your own children he I landed chasing on, his brother he landed on his elbow and was kind of screaming fit in the park and he right. made me take him to the hospital on my <laughs> road uh nhs of course and uh so we sit in there somebody comes out uh and he kind of puts his out what's what seems to be the problem and I go, he says he's broken his arm. And the woman's going, oh, come in, little soldier, we'll give it an x-ray and we'll see what it is. And then he gets in there and he's quite a charmer, my lad, and all the nurses are making a fuss of him. He does the x-ray. He went in there for ages, takes the x-ray yeah. out. The, doctor the sweaty said, leg man's back. <laughs> he's brought a kid <laughs> this doctor, time. The doctor said, well, it doesn't seem to be broken, young man, but we'll put it in a sling anyway. And he's like, okay. And he puts his arm in a sling and literally, as we walked out of the door, the nurses were going, oh, any cute? See you later, Donovan. You'll be all right. Oh, thank you very much. And he was, like, milking it with the nurses. The minute the sliding door shut behind him, shook, he went, going to take this sling off now. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been sat in, the, sat in the hospital for, like, four and a half hours. So did he request go to the hospital? Yeah. He requested to go to the hospital. That's mad. To flirt with the nurses. 
Love it. Terrible. Terrible child. You're a terrible child, Donovan. He's a, he's a advanced child. All right, let's listen to a bit of Dr. John. We well, were talking about hospitals and stuff like that. Dr. John is not a real doctor. He's a, he's a swamp, the swamp master. This is called Jump Sturdy. <laughs> This is Absolute Radio. Have you got any more questions for me? Uh, no, I think we've ran out. What? But, um... Hang on a minute. You've had weeks to set this up. What do you mean? This isn't... What I asked you to do, you said, oh, we'll get some questions and You've asked me well, there, four look, there's questions. lots of questions. Right, okay. Do you want to do some serious questions? Yes, yes. What is your favourite ever B-side? What? Yeah, exactly. Uh... Are you already writing and planning your next album? What? Yes. Right, go on, because I know what it's like when you're a fan of someone and they'll, they'll go, oh, I want to know what his B-side, favourite B-side is. So answer that. Our favourite B-side would be the master plan, I guess. It's a good... How the hell was that not on an album? Well, this was in the days of when we, I was clearly insane and uh, I remember them, there was a single coming out and in those days you had to have four tracks on a CD. It ruined yeah. the music yeah. business. You had to have four tracks and uh, <clears throat> we were coming up one track short and Creation said, you're going to have to go and write a song. And I remember going from my flat in Camden, they booked me, I said, I need, oh, well, I'll have to, I, I have to write it in a day. You have to go to this. I said, well, I can't write at home. It's too mad at my house. So I went to a hotel off Park Lane somewhere. And uh, I'd had, I'd wrote a bit of this song in Japan and I went to finish it off in, uh, I went in Park Lane. I went to the studio the next day and recorded it. And every, not one person at Creation said, I think that might be a bit good. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. And I was not like, really? yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And it's kind of become this huge hymn to my stupidity. Well, so, hang on, you wrote that in a day? Yeah, I finished it off in a well, day. Well, without having, uh, like, any of the cool... Like, there wasn't a fragment of that song before. No, pretty much That's done amazing. it all. Well, I wrote, my, I wrote all the good songs come out like that. Just like that, baby. They're just falling out of the sky and just catching them. And, but the lyrics as well? Or does that no, the lyrics. Like, so you've got, like, placeholder lyrics. Yeah, you've got placeholder lyrics and make them sound right. I do struggle with words. But you're your script, right? You, 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 I'll write you, some lyrics if you want. Do I get a cut on these? No. Um, you, no, 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 no. Uh, well, it'll be the same with you, because Matt, Matt, I don't know whether you know this, but Matt is a script writer and he writes comedy scripts for other people. You used to write everything that you've ever found funny about Russell Brand and chances are Matt's probably written no, it for him. Off air, it is true. But um, it's not true, Russell, if you're listening. Don't be calling Matt up. Great, but did you say that about me? Tell him you said. But it's, it's, you're right. you, you'll have an idea and a, for like a sketch or a script yeah. and then you have to try and make the words work with it's it. Hell, it's difficult. Though. It's hard. I it hate is it. hard. Do you find songwriting enjoyable? Yes, I do. But even if you're told you've got a day, you've got you go to a hotel <laughs> under pressure with a deadline. Got also with some sulpidine and a bag of Monster Munch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of tea and biscuits, guys. <laughs> see, see what you can come up with. Uh, it's not like that anymore. Right, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, but the pressure's. But did you ever find? Was there ever like, oh god, right uh, I, I I did give a lot of songs away to B sides, which should have been should have made up the bulk of what B A now was. Yeah. Should have been like Talk Tonight and uh, the Masters. Brilliant. What a tune! Half the world away. Half yeah. the world away. Right. By I have no. I wrote that song in Texas. Yeah. In Texas, in the studio. 
in one afternoon and it's gone on to be one of the, the biggest songs that I've ever had. Yeah, so that must have earned money from the Royal Family and that John Lewis ad. The John I Lewis ad, I have to say, was an amazing, money. an amazing thing. I mean, when somebody called me up and said, oh, it's John Lewis want to use... Uh, <laughs> John Lewis want to use it as the main thing for the Christmas ad and they finished off by saying, are you okay with that? No, I've got no, actually, guys. No, no, I'm more of a British Home Stores guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> John, yeah, who? yes, please, thank you very much. Yeah, you know, but um, did you? Uh, so the title of the REM song, "Half of the World Away." What? Oh, well, don't pretend. Half of know. the World Away. Have they got a song called "Half they, of the World Away"? REM have got a song called "Half the World Away." No, and they haven't. And your song's called "Half a World Away." No, mine's called Half the... Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Court case. Is it called Half a World Away? No, it's not. Their song is called Half the World Away, and it's on... Um, and mine's half... called Half a World Away? That's nonsense. Show me that written up. I I promise you. I always thought that That's you'd... nonsense. No I way. I always thought... Half, half taken a world. The... That's not... I never wrote that. No. Um, it's Half the World Away. Play it. We must we could probably access the half REM song. It's half, half the World Away. Yeah. So theirs is half our world away. No, oh, theirs is half the... What's your song called? You should know. <laughs> theirs is A and yours is the. <laughs> there, what are you talking about? Yeah, you might know the, the, the ins and outs of the fabric of time and fractions, but you can't... That's what recite. I was saying. I was saying, no, were you influenced by their song no, title? No, I wasn't influenced by... Which is slightly different to yours. R.E.M., as you can probably hear in all of my music, there isn't the single hint of R.E.M. in it. Would you rather give up football or music? I think give they think football. you play football. I'd rather give up football because music is... <laughs> music is my everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you could never see football again. It just didn't exist anymore. Well, if, yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather never see another football match than never play the guitar again. Mm. Playing the guitar is, a, is... is How did you learn a guitar? Did you... Because my old... There was a guitar in our house and I'm still not sure why it was there. But I used to get uh, what the, you commoners would call grounded. We didn't call that in our house. We just kept yeah. in because you were, you know, getting up to illegal stuff when you should be at school. And uh, I picked up this guitar, started playing along to Joy Division on one string. And uh, right. I just... That's uh, amazing. It is amazing. And look what I've become. <laughs> look where I am now. But nowadays... Debating the fabric of time. If you want to... Um, learn the guitar right you you can go on youtube you can see everything broken down people will play you know like it's huh, much easier to learn now so you'd imagine we'd have a generation of Jimi hendrix who's coming up who've had it so easy it's clearly blows your they? theory out of the water because you've either got it or you haven't i don't think you can be taught i think you either pick it up and you've got it or you haven't it's like anything you're either a funny guy or you're not you know you're a funny yeah. guy right you've got a gift for god i'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> you've got a gift whatever it is and you can't be taught that. You can't go to funny skill, can you? No. What are we doing? Should we play a song or should we go to some adverts? Or what should we do? We're done. What? Let's uh, pick a song to play us out. Uh, play us out? Hang on a minute. Let's play... Oh, let's... All right. As an, as an antidote to Frank Zappa and I Hate God, let's play uh, That's The Way by the legendary Kit Kats. <laughs> That was the Kit Kats. That seems to be it. We've got to go. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, yes, thanks for listening. That, apologies oh, you, for the no, we've had, no, no, we've enjoyed this. Me and Matt have enjoyed this. Well, and Chris, I, I can tell, up. has enjoyed it. 
Kat's enjoyed it. And uh, you've been listening to Absolute Radio. I've been and continue to be Noel Gallagher. There over there has been the wonderful Matt Morgan. Um, what's coming up now is a concert of mine that I did uh, about six, seven months ago for Absolute Radio at the Rivoli Ballroom. Uh, and uh, somewhat predictably, it's brilliant. So thanks for listening. You've um, never listened back to it. But I was there, and I know how brilliant <laughs> it felt at the time. Uh, never mind him, it's brilliant. So, thank you very much for listening, and uh, hopefully they'll give us our own radio show. Uh, we're going for the breakfast show, so we're going to start off late, and we're going to get early. So, uh, see you later. Bye. I'm going Bye. out. Are you coming out? Let's go out. Yeah, I'll go out. Bye. Let's go. It's Noel Gallagher night. Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher. On Absolute Radio.